0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And please don't hold my Scottishness against me in this episode as we talk about 1995's Braveheart and various things surrounding it. Before we get into all of, all of, all of it. Yes. All of it. there, There are many pieces and we will discuss all of them. How was your week? My week was actually, um...
1: It was really kind of relaxing, and uh, i I feel like I'm recovering pretty well. I think I'm on a good road. How was yours?
0: I had to watch this movie oh, okay, so there's that uh that might give you an in to how I feel about it um it was good. It was fine. I have a weird lull this week. I tried to install a bidet today, and now I've broken our toilet. So, you tried to
1: install the bidet, but you didn't. Uh, but didn't. <laughs> Correct. And now our toilet's bedoken. What?
0: Yes, all of these things are true.
1: But yeah, well, hopefully we'll get it. Fixed I also
0: evening. I also got a a nice rejection letter for my dream job. So, oh. you know, it's been a bit of a day. Bit I,
1: of you, day. I really think you should post that on Facebook. I've taken to every time I get a, like a, a rejection Not thanks, notice. But no from, thanks. Yes, from a publisher or something. I'll just put it on Facebook, or I, I think I put most of them on Tumblr. Like,
0: oh, this is interesting. And I, I may yeah. I I don't know. It, it was at least nice to right. know. Like, I don't need to wonder. Yeah, They very clearly told me, thanks, but no thanks. So that's fine.
1: Yeah, the thing I get mostly is, well, this is really fun and we enjoyed reading it, but, you know, you this would have been fine 100 years ago, but we're publishing oh, yeah. a modern magazine. Oh, no. Um, but that's fine because and- I'm working on it every time that I get a rejection notice from a particular uh collection they uh they seem to write encouraging things in
0: the there It's always nice to know the eyes right were on your thing. I guarantee that. you that my resume was run through an SEO filter and didn't make it through to mm-hmm. the next round and I just got a bounce back. Right. Uh it's their loss. Fundamentally yeah, I would be excellent at that job. Um but it is what it is. Yes. I am not a machine and I do not I would not I I contemplated paying to have my resume Updated to to get through the SEO filters, and I made the choice not to do that because I'm a human being, and if human beings aren't going to be looking at my resume, I don't want to work for them. Right, that's just a choice I made. You know, of course, human beings aren't looking at the resume. It's Disney. I mean, let's be real. They're cartoon license. Pixar. Let me be specific. I applied for a job at Pixar. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Braveheart. <laughs> Yes. which I was dismayed at the end of the film last night when I asked, did this win Best Picture? And you said, Yes. It yes, it did. And I said, Oof. <laughs> I believe it's the, first, the exactly what I said. Best Picture and Best Director. So we... Oh, that's a whole separate... Okay. Let's start... Let's start here. All right. I, I don't enjoy a Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. I look at him and I am... Skeeved out by his various personal issues. I am not, I do not dislike this movie because it was directed by Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. I dislike this movie and it was directed by Mel Gibson. <laughs> So let's start there. I don't think he is, like, I can't find him attractive after all the bullshit that he's mm-hmm. done. So him as a as a as any kind of a romantic lead, I'm just like, ew, why? But that could be true of, of all kinds of things. And yeah. I watch, you know, I watch, you know, lesbian dramas and things where I'm like not into these ladies, but I'm into the story and it's yeah. fine. So it, it, just because I'm not attracted to the main character does not mean that I yeah. won't like a thing. But also, ill. Why? Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna. We. I asked you right before we started recording, and you said, "Let's get it on tape," because we can't have a conversation if it's not on the podcast anymore. How you want to talk about the hi- historical inaccuracies? Um,
1: first, to back up just a second. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, give us your take
1: on Mel. Gibson, My take on please. Mel Gibson is I kind of grew up with him in the movies, mm-hmm. so back when there was. These sort of very safe kind of not safe, but these sort of action movies that were sort of bland and repetitive. Sure. He comes in with Mad Max and everything, and George Miller's weird vision of the world. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. And he's so hyperkinetic as an actor.
0: Yeah. And I was introduced uh-huh. to him. I saw Lethal Weapon in right. a drive-in when I was a baby, like very very small. Oh. I was like five. It was the later show. Uh huh. We had watched whatever kids movie, right? <laughs> And then my parents were going to watch Lethal Weapon, presuming that Brie and I would be asleep. Right. Uh, no. I watched that movie. So I saw Lethal Weapon when I was young in the uh-huh. theater. Um, and he was interesting to me, like as as interested as a 5 year old's going to be in that right. movie, right? Uh, but, and then I saw Gallipoli in high school. Right. Um. Uh, so when he was way, way, way young. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie... In ninety six, maybe I don't think I saw it in theater, mm-hmm. but I saw it pretty close to when it came out. So he's a he's a person that right. I have watched, and I admired him as an actor for a long time, especially in those *Lethal Weapon* movies, where you're like, "Oh, he's acting crazy because he is." Well, yeah. There's a there's a purity mm-hmm. to those performances for a reason. Um, I cannot diagnose Mel Gibson. I have never met him, and I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist. But he's not altogether, altogether. That much is clear. Yeah. Uh, whether it's because of alcohol or general, you know, plain old anti-Semitism and m- misogyny, I who who is to say? Uh, but he's made some terrible choices. He's
1: said some horrible things. I'm not sure that, I'm not entirely convinced that he believes them or he was just mouthing off to get back at his ex-wife on at least one of the occasions. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and But I know that he, as a performer, he is very interesting to watch.
0: Yes, he is. Although like, I would you know, say in this movie, he's less not. so.
1: Right, but <laughs> when, well, there are great moments, and we'll get to that in this movie. We're like, okay, that's Mel Gibson right there. And I remember yes. last night pointing out to you that was really well acted. Yeah, because he does have this sort of intensity behind his eyes where he looks like he he's does. a live wire all the time. He does. So I was really disappointed to find out all the sorts of things that had happened with him. Yeah. After um, well, his public fall from grace. And, yeah. I don't know that he said stuff to the police because it's like if you're asking me, do I trust him or the police? I'm uh,
0: like, no. I, I know he said stuff to the police because right. that show was recorded. Right. Those Some they were released. So, but uh, have I ever wanted a mouth off at a cop? Yes. Were those things horribly misogynistic? Fucking yes, they were. But it's like at this point, I um, call the police a tool uh, of the man. Don't call them sugar tits. I'm saying there's. There's ways to, you know, (laughs) to be an activist, and there's ways to not be an activist.
1: I think that he, um, he's a talented director, although that doesn't really show up too much here, frankly.
0: I particularly enjoyed Apocalypto. Um, That movie is very tense. We Mm -hmm. watched it in a theater, and I was coiled the entire time because, like, from Go, it's a run. It's a big run. Um, I don't care for. I And I think I liked The Man Without a Face when I saw it. That
1: was a very strange kind of moody mm-hmm. kind of performance. And I loved how he carried off Forever Young, where yeah. he's doing sort of a romantic lead, and he has this sort of it, this interaction with Jamie He didn't direct
0: Lee. that, did he? N- no.
1: No, he was acting it, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. He carries on this interaction with Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's fun to watch, and they're sort of flirting with each other all the time, and it never yeah. goes anywhere, but it was just fun watching... Those two performers kind of charm each other a lot. Yeah. So he can be really good at, in stuff. I don't think he's actually, since he's had his public problems, he has not done a part like that.
0: Or we haven't watched we it because I have it. decided not to watch but his thing. the war
1: film with Andrew Garfield and uh, Hacksaw
0: Ridge is quite good. He's very good. And
1: it's, it's like, oh, okay, good. that's that's you know, and then again, it's,
0: it's heavy-handed and preachy. Yes. But that was its intent. Same thing with Passion of the. Pride. Passion of the Christ, which is a film that I did watch one time, and now I can move on with my life, Uh, the fact that there is a sequel to it in pre-production right now is deeply upsetting to me.
1: Well, we all know what happens,
0: but... Uh, It's called Passion of the Christ Resurrection, because of course they coloned Resurrection like it's a goddamn Matrix film. That is literally the Matrix (laughs) force. Oh, God. Uh, anyways so that is um that is his next directorial uh pursuit okay uh, which will undoubtedly be funded because Christians will fund that I have he to say, will get funding for as that
1: as a practicing christian that film kind of felt like I was being beaten over the head with a crucifix
0: oh yeah it's it
1: was just and it was there were, it is incredible Right.
0: This movie is extremely violent. Mm-hmm. Apocalypto is extremely violent. Mm-hmm. Hacksaw Ridge is extremely violent. But the most violent film
1: <laughs> is The Passion of the Christ, which is strange because you don't get any sense of if you were coming into this like this. It's been Easter weekend, yes. right? and you and our other roommate have been over my shoulder sometimes watching something or I'll, you'll come into the room and you were
0: watching a lot of Jesus and Mo- Moses's movies um, Passover was also you the picked weekend. up on
1: stuff just from what you were watching the movie oh it's <laughs> like that's when he said this or this is when he turns the water into well, wine we or...
0: have a podcast
1: right but, but the idea is that be. if right. you went into Passion of the Christ not knowing any of that all you would get is here's a guy who gets the hell beaten out of him oh yeah
0: for hours, for, It's like yeah, literally, and for, for seemingly to death. no reason, right? For no reason that we can you are to for. know when you start this movie who this man is and mm. what right everybody else's motivations are, and then you just watch him be tortured for three hours or I, something because he was... also likes a long movie. I, this I... movie was two hours and fifty-seven minutes long, and it ends mm-hmm. so abruptly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it well, is so abruptly. We'll come to that in the discussion too, because I really felt that this was almost a dry run for Passion of the of the yeah. At times, you're looking at it going, wait, no,
0: no, no. And I... there are definitely pieces where you're like, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. If, uh, and yes, um, and then he's also in the pipeline to be directing a fifth Lethal Weapon movie.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. It's too. been
0: announced, so we'll but see.
1: In terms of the historical part of the film, yes. Yeah,
0: so let's let's start with. Uh, Don't presume literally anything in this movie is true. Other than there was a Scotsman named William Wallace. Mm. There was a Scotsman named Robert the Bruce, who generally in in history is referred to as Braveheart. Right. William Wallace is not Braveheart, so let's just fucking start there. <laughs> Robert the Bruce is Braveheart. What was the other? Oh, those two things are true. Mm-hmm. Longshanks was king at this time. That piece right. of thing is true. He was not. Edward a... II was his son.
1: From what I understand, Longshanks was not the right bastard. This movie portrays him as.
0: No, he wasn't. I mean, he and, was the king of England, and I promise right, you, there's you sure, never been a king of England that was.
1: He also was the, from the sources mm-hmm. I read, he was not penurious. He would give to charities. He mm-hmm. would, and mm-hmm. in this film, he actually literally is laughing when he mocks
0: right. Isabella for giving money, the gold away. Right. Which did she actually give to him? Did she give to Wallace? Oh, you know, I can't remember. It, it is unclear. She gave me. a lot to Wallace. Yeah, she did. Um, Also, Edward II wasn't married until eight uh, eight years after uh, Wallace was was, uh, killed. Yeah, had been executed. Um, Isabella did end up fomenting a revolution against Edward after having a bastard son Mm -hmm. with someone else who then rose to power. So she was a traitorous. Uh, Woman, but let's remember, she was basically sold to England for her by her father to forge a treaty. She had no say in it, so you know, I I hold nothing against Isabella, but she never met William Wallace. Never not. Well, that's not necessarily true because here's the other thing William Wallace was in exile for several years, Mm. nearly a decade, before somebody turned him in, right? And he was, in fact, tortured and killed but he wasn't actively fighting. He basically had one year of fights in 1297 and then was banished, was right. sent to the mainland, so he was not killed. Yeah. We but also need to keep in mind that in 1290 throughout this movie we're 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 told that Scotland's had basically England's had its uh knee on Scotland's neck for cent- centuries or decades mm-hmm. or in reality it had been one year. Yeah. It had been one year since the death of the... Pri- which we see at the beginning of the film. But the time is all smushed. Mm-hmm. The death of the King of Scotland. And there is no strong uh, successor claim. And that is when England is like, yoink. Right. Uh, Prima Nocta is not a thing. No. It's never been a thing. It is a fictional... <laughs> that. It has popped up as a thing that people write about that had happened, but there is no historical record that wow. could go online or on, mm. go anywhere, anywhere in the world. I knew that
1: it wasn't in this case. I didn't know that it was just sort of a, a fiction.
0: When a when fiction. records are dug into, when mm-hmm. or when you go to the historian to say, "Where did you get this information?" There is no hard evidence that right. they could point to that stands up to any kind of scrutiny. It is a fear tactic, and it is used to tell story. All right. Uh, large portions of this, but not all of it, were pulled from a epic poem called The Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, written by uh, was some, Harry the Blind, I believe is the name, of the character, which is very much like a Homer-esque mm-hmm. um, Thing. It was a romantic poem written in the 1500s, several years away from the actual events. <laughs> so very much like, you know, a New Testament, for instance. A <laughs> well, New Testament. A tale of. Right. A tale of. That's, That's a whole different discussion, but... Yeah. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, yeah, like...
1: That was collaborated on by people who actually were there and saw it. Yeah, I don't this think was Harry not, the lines people
0: no. were... We're, um, we're around when most of this happened. Yeah, and we'll we'll go through more of the, I mean, let's get, let's, let's even just start with the way that the characters are styled in this okay. film. I want to say this
1: too, first. Yes. Anything that I say as a Scottish person and any of the Scottish people listening, I apologize. Oh, you're going to get real gross, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just, what I'm saying is this movie was so baffling to me
0: if anybody
1: is. would choose to live or be like this that i'm going like,
0: why what that's the that is part of the thing is there are there's this fight in in this version of william mm-hmm. wallace for a freedom that is right there like right. it's not If you look at it historically. Now, if you look at it in the terms of what this movie is presenting as truth, Mm -hmm. sure. Right. But it's not true. (laughs) So what was William Wallace really fighting for? And part of it was uh, he did kill the magistrate of his town after his wife was killed. Because the fuck? Yeah. but it, what he it, there was no secret marriage there was no pramanakta there none of that stuff it is possible that his wife may have been sexually assaulted by um english soldiers that is definitely a thing that has that always could happened. happened and will always happen because people are fucking terrible but um and and that's what sort of got him sort of started but mm-hmm. the other thing is he was a minor nobility. He yeah. was not a highland farmer. That is not. Right. He had something... tutors and attendants, and his family, his the father died when he was 18, and his mother died when he was 24. Right. He was not orphaned as a child. Okay, so in this film, he
1: yeah. is orphaned as a small child. Small child.
0: Because of
1: the. And it's interesting, there's not much dialogue to this film, too. There's a lot of sort of. It's very visual. Yeah which is Mel Gibson's thing I guess um is that the his his father and his uncle are they're going to attend a conference of the Scottish nobility that's supposed to uh speak to Longshanks or his representative and uh they find that they've all been murdered right
0: so um mm-hmm. They're hanging from the raster. So let's start here. 1280, we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Longshanks has invaded. He's conquering Scotland following the death of Alexander III of Scotland, who is the king of a sovereign nation in in 1280. Mm -hmm. Now, in real life, it happened in 1286. (laughs) So let's start there. But we did it earlier. Why? Because William Wallace had to be younger. So we start by seeing uh, Wallace with his uh, sort of chasing after his brother and his father right. who are going to check on their uncle mm-hmm. who was supposed to have gone along with a lot of other Scottish nobles to this um, sort of convening with Longshanks to right. figure out what the next steps basically are for uh, for Scotland. When they arrive at his cousin's place, the gathering has turned into a... Uh, Massacre right. of all of these nobles. They are hanging from the 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 rafters of uh, his uncle's home. Yeah. Um. This is a thing that features in the poem. Mm-hmm. Has no. Absolutely there's no. There's, they did not have it. No. But this is. We've got maybe an eight year old Wallace here, mm-hmm. and he is triggered very deeply by the violence of the British. Right. So this is. This is a founding thing in the character, the Mel Gibson William Wallace that we are watching, right. and then his brother and his uh, father are killed fighting off the English, and he is left alone. Right. There is a deeply upsetting scene to me at the beginning, where this child, he is eight maybe, and there is another. There's a little girl in the village who at the at the burial service, um, like leaves her family, like, as her family is walking away, uh-huh. she leaves her family to go pick a flower and give it to William Wallace. And I am supposed to take from this. And this child looks four. She may be older than that. She has such a tiny little body. Mm-hmm. But she's got older, she may be six. She's not older than six, though. And I am supposed to take, as a viewer, that these children are now in love. And I hate it.
1: I do so the representation of them as having this like connection is supposed to mean that they're in love or that they, you
0: know, I don't know that to me seems if so if they didn't get married later mm-hmm. I would agree with you Right. unfortunately we have this scene it is two minutes of the movie setting up for when he comes back into right. town and they see each other as adults right. it is, I am can we please stop sexualizing babies please (laughs) like if they had been if we had seen them as friends before and she'd come over and hugged him because they were friends cool that's not what we saw we saw this weird look they're in love now and they're children Meanwhile, you want to tell me that these kids can't understand homosexuality, but they can understand heterosexuality? They shouldn't understand any sexuality. They are children. They can understand love. I don't understand what we're doing with these kids. Can we stop? Please. I'm just like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, oh, this is so gross. This is so gross. Not to mention, like, Mel Gibson had to cast a six-year-old to play the baby version of his love interest like it's so gross it's
1: gross <laughs> well now that i've thought it over through your eyes yes it does seem disgust. i mean to me this I is just, like the kind of I'm stuff that tired. you heard in fairy tales and things when i was a i kid.
0: i know so we we get it all the time right. that's what i'm saying i'm tired I'm oh, but tired we also of get
1: it. introduced to hamish when he's that's eight true. Years old, and hamish just knocks the hell out of him yeah, for no is. reason just Just a habit that that he never stops having for the rest of his life. Then you meet his dad and you go, oh, that's why he smacks people around.
0: William Wallace is picked up by his uncle Argyle, who asks about the service. And and, uh, Wallace cannot uh, say what prayer was given over his father because it was in Latin. Mm -hmm. And Argyle is like, well, if you don't speak Latin, we're going to have to fix that. And then he is taken away. By the way, is... the
1: cast of this movie is amazing.
0: Yes. Argyle, Argyle is
1: uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox plays
0: Argyle, yes. The, the cast is really good. And apparently, um, Wallace was not supposed to be played by Mel Gibson. He turned it down, but they wouldn't mm. finance it unless he oh, was in okay. it. Because, of yeah. course. Um, so at that point, he goes away. And this is not inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a learned person because he was a member of the minor nobility right. <laughs> he would have had tutors he would have had guards with him at all times he would have learned uh, he he speaks French and Latin in this as well as English mm-hmm. um, and whatever they don't do any Gaelic they don't speak any Gaelic in this right. but they would be speaking some version of that especially in the 1200s absolutely they would be so he then we have a time jump do, 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 do,
1: do, do. years later. Now this is where <laughs> it confuses me, and and again, I don't want to put anybody in particular. The this is when he returns back yes. to. I didn't understand the life of me why everyone looked so scruffy, and. He comes back with his wig.
0: Okay, sort of, yeah. Okay, we need to talk about and, the wig. We need to talk about the wig for like six and a half days. <laughs> but I,
1: not just God. the wig. It's like he's constantly these people. When I watched it, I'm going. It looked like the opening
0: scenes of Quest for Fire. Yeah. Well, you Where okay. They're just like really. You got to sort of keep in mind it. these are people mm-hmm. who are outdoor people for the right. most part, right? Um dreadlocks were not an uncommon thing right. in, in this time in scotland there are not dreadlocks on this although i would argue that that wig is dreaded here's the thing mm-hmm. M- mel gibson's face is apparently what we need to see at all times from every angle right. so he can have no hair fall over his face so he has at least front wig that is basically teased right and held back like he's wearing a headband, and then it flows down his back. Sometimes there's a braid behind one ear, but not always. It's insane looking. It adds to his height. It ju- it for yes, right. there is. There's yes. a good deal of height. There's a good deal of width, but it's so obviously right designed to show off. His entire face, with absolutely no obstruction from any angle, it's wild. It's, it is distracting. It's strange because you put him on a horse, it right. doesn't fucking move. Even it's flowing down his back, right, and it still
1: doesn't move. Even as Martin Riggs, right mm-hmm. from uh, Lethal Epic. yes, he had long hair, yes. It did not. No, that was hair. It that
0: was like hair. hair. It was hair. It looks like hair. Like this some massive
1: a, frozen kind of wig, and and uh, so Brendan Gleeson, Hamish,
0: his hair is also fucking wild. Well, it looks like he has a some weed sort whacker of, went to it, right? And we've braided, and also he's got six nieces that that just sat down on different sides of him and braided randomly, right? It's so strange. It's it, shorter in some. On some sides yeah. and other sides, it is it. It's. I don't at it going, understand it. Is this a cultural thing? I'm not
1: getting. No, I don't and, think so. And I've seen the other actors in that scene. Yeah. They sort of look relatively. Well, they look different. They, they, you know, yes.
0: They look like farmers. I can accept that in their costumes. But well, the other problem, of course, is the costuming. Mm-hmm. They are all wearing belted tartans. Right, which was not That's a, thing. a big nope. Not at this time. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a quote on the Wikipedia page <clears throat> about specifically the belted tartan. First mm-hmm. of all, there were not tart. Scots Scotsmen did not wear tartans until 1600s. So we're several several uh, things early. Here we go. Here's the quote. This is the quote from. Sharon Crosa, who is a film critic and historian. Uh, let's, I'm going to read this whole paragraph mm. because it's quite funny. Beginning with the wearid, wearing of belted plaids by Wallace and his men, in that period, no Scots wore belted plaid, let alone any kilts of any kind. Moreover, when Highlanders finally did begin wearing the belted plaid, it was not in the rather bizarre style depicted in the film. She compares the inaccuracy to a film about colonial America showing colonial men wearing 20th century business suits, but with the jackets worn back to front instead of the right way around. Yeah. So not only are they wearing the wrong garments, they're not wearing them correctly. It'd be like if you gave me a sorry and tried, and I just tried right. to wear it, and I put it on however I decided, Which is and then nobody decided to like yeah. tell me your, your your stuff's on backwards and your tits out. Like, it, like it just,
1: it just, It's. <laughs> I um, I was reading about the well all the costumes, and I say off, they felt authentic as far as I know
0: for that particular scene. It felt like Scotland. Right. But it felt like Scotland in Outlander times, not right. in Yeah, I, I never watched times. Outlander,
1: but it, it yeah. felt
0: like Scotland in the 1570s to 1680s. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be 12 something. Right. Wallace's the the real William Wallace his um fighting all of his sort of prowess right. and when he came to 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 note, and at the same time when he got banished, because it was all in a year, was 1297. Uh-huh. So I guess we're going to place this roughly, because you don't get a year, really. Um, well, I'm disappointed
1: to find out that they actually shifted the year that the story began in. That's because
0: strange. they wanted 17 years to go by, uh-huh. so that we could believe this 40 year old man mm-hmm. is a 27 year old, which uh-huh. is how old he was when, okay. or or you know what, whatever, whatever he was supposed to be. Right. Okay. You know, he was 27 when he was uh, when he came to prominence. So he would have been born in 1280. So. Uh, Everything is no, okay. none of these numbers. None of these numbers make any sense. Um, and and we like I said, we don't have a year. We the the year we get is twelve eighty at the beginning, and thirteen fourteen at the end. Um, That's the time span that we're given. But it is not.
1: Yeah, I just it was surprising how inaccurate this film was. I always assumed that it was. In some way adhering to the facts? Meaning yes. that it was written by a relative, a distant relative of Mr. Wallace himself.
0: Uh, yeah, that's like saying I'm a distant relative to Neil Armstrong, though. I mean I don't know that he just because his name is Wallace. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the the the, the writer, actually. I'm I, I do want to talk about him. His name is Randall Wallace. And he writes Mel Gibson movies. That's that's what he does. Um He, this is his first film that he wrote. Mm. Um, he also wrote The Man in the Iron Mask, Pearl Harbor, We Were Soldiers, which filmed while I was in college outside of, like, near Mm. where I went to school, and, uh, the full title was supposed to be the name of the book. We Were Soldiers Once and Young. And Young, yeah. Which is a lovely, melancholy title. It is, but not great for a movie. Right. Uh, and then he's written something called Heaven Is for Real, um, a television, or I'm sorry, a movie version of Outlander, and he is working on the screenplay for Passion of the Christ colon Resurrection. <laughs> so he works with Mel Gibson. Okay, uh, he's directed a couple of things too. He he's had a really interesting career. He directed Secretariat, We Were Soldiers, The Man in the Iron Mask, Heaven is for Real, and then um, a couple of TV movies. So, yeah, he's interesting. Well, I'm I'm just sort of,
1: given the fact that you have this, supposedly this heroic ancestor to, to sing praises of, that you just completely fabricate the story, or you... You're basing it on, and maybe that was it she when we saw... You based it on, on the right, poem. When we saw uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. It's like, I had to remember going into it, this is not based on the Gospels. This is based on Nik Katsunakis. Yes. Uh, his book about the, you know his interpretation of the Gospels or his fiction based on the Gospels. And so I have to remember that this is based on... Blind Harry and his... Blind Harry and his poem. His poem,
0: instead of the actual historical facts. But good lord, it's... But things get twisted, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a book called *Mist of Avalon, which everybody told me I should read, because it is a a swooping epic about uh, pagans, paganism. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's said sort of in King Arthur times. Right. And I stopped reading it on page three. Mm-hmm. when it referred to in passing a quote Jewish myth about an apple right and I have a degree in English that allowed me to read Paradise Lost at one point and I now know and I took the Bible as literature there's no Jewish myth about an apple mm-hmm. there is a poem that calls the forbidden fruit an apple um and if they were going to get the Christianity or the Judaism wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't want to see where they were going to get the paganism wrong. It was just going to make me mad because right. it was when I was a little pagan in my heart. So I bailed and I did not read the six hundred following pages of Miss Babylon, uh, and I never have. Wow. Never have. I think I own it still, but I was like, nope. Just that phrase took me right the fuck out of it. Yeah. But I understand why this happens because. There are big buckets, and we put what we think about Scotland in this big bucket, mm-hmm. and what we p- think about the Bible in this big bucket. And right. when Paradise Lost becomes as ubiquitous in culture as the Bible, not as ubiquitous, right. but in, in cultural touchstones, oh, yeah. maybe, um, in things that get referred to as so is biblical, a, right? even if it isn't. Dante's
1: Inferno. It's in
0: the, yes, yes. The, same, trilogy same... have
1: trilogy has the same issue. People quote it as the Bible all the
0: time. It's like, no, no it doesn't say that. Big, big no. So, um, So I understand where this comes from, but mm. like... And I don't... I don't need... I don't need all my movies to be historically accurate. No. What I would like maybe uh-huh. is if you're gonna make an auto or a biograph biographical film, mm-hmm. go ahead and say at the beginning some of the stuff right. is true and some of it isn't. Yeah, you, that's
1: all. Even all that's, you have to that's do that's actually more fair. because so it was the same issue that I had with a few weeks ago, I complained about. I liked the movie *Ammonite*. Yes, about Mary Anning, mm-hmm. but. My issue was, if there is a young woman inspired to talk about her feelings about coming out and everything, finding out that Mary Anning not only didn't have this relationship with this woman, but that she might have not been gay at all, But right. it's like, well, that's going to be horribly disappointing. It's like, wait a second, I was... This None was...
0: of us... Yeah, it, it, that cuts both ways, too, right. because I don't know, I think that there is one of those things where it's... We don't know.
1: Right. And we don't know, but it's an awful lot to sort of put that on. on it
0: is, but it's also hmm. nice. If you don't know either way, it's kind of nice to lean in the way that not everybody else right. would lean. Right. To Because they hey guys, there have been lesbians forever. <laughs> I just love all of the paintings and the, and in textbooks and stuff. It's like, these women sharing a bed. There, there's no, no indication as to why they must have just been really good friends and it's like yeah like but the six year old has to give this eight year old some flowers because heteronormity like I just I it's wild it's wild um all right let's get back to this movie yeah, We're right, right, we are this takes, this takes movie. so long it's to get this movie It's a good discussion. Oh, I was looking up Mel Gibson's age. (laughs) That is what I was doing. Um, He was born in 1956. 96? Great. He was 38 when they filmed this movie and 39 when they released it. He looks 38 or 39. Right. I'm supposed to believe that he is an unmarried man who would be... um, you know, desirable to both. uh What a hmm That's a tough name for me. And then also later Isabella. Sure, Isabella would have been. Uh, I believe that Isabella was not yet. Boy, I think she was three she when was, yeah. he was killed. Something like that. In so, real life, she was. Just, um. Yeah. And this woman would be what? We'll call her twenty-three. Which in mm-hmm. Scotland at this time. That's a, she's getting towards old maid status, yo. She's going to be a thorn back in a a minute.
1: And she's played by Catherine McCormick, who I think, I kept commenting on how they see each other at this wedding. Yes. And he's not, apparently, as we learn later on, she's not sure it's actually him come back. Right, but he keeps looking at, looking her, like, at her. Looking the, at her. Looking at her. Looking at her. Yeah, but he has maybe, come back
0: for a wedding. Right, there is a wedding on. They're having a big party in this town, and she's. Like, they're like mm-hmm. stealing glances at each other, and him and with his wig, and it's fucking wild. And I think that she has normal hair. She has the most normal hair of anyone in this
1: whole movie. The most perfect teeth. She does look um, like she's in a Colgate ad. Right. I mean, her teeth are literally like gleaming. Just so white. At times, I'm like, that's why he fell in love with her because she has such perfect teeth. Well,
0: to be fair... In the Middle Ages, that's... That's a sign of good stock. You right. want your babies to also have good teeth and you want your, your wife to have good teeth so that she can chew up the food for your babies. I don't know. Did they baby bird? You know, I don't know. That's a thing that some people still do. So uh, uh, It's not okay, for stop. me. Um, so, but it's a... We've had a scene... Of Longshank saying we're going to reinstitute Prima Nocta in Scotland. Right. The idea being, it's a it's a terrible idea, but the idea being, if we can't, you know, kill them, we'll breathe them out. Mm. You're still having sex with Scottish women. And also, we know, I guarantee you, every woman in Scotland knew when she was fertile and when she wasn't. Right women have figured that they've figured it out thousands and thousands of years ago so as soon as everyone knows that you're doing this they're going to go ahead and be married on times when they wouldn't be fertile so that that wouldn't be a concern um well this is a, you still have the rape right. and you still have the the i think the uh, another you know tactic if if this was ever a thing that was used and it wasn't i would like to say again it never mm. there is no historical basis for this as having ever actually been used um would be if the husband fights back too much it's like when a cop kills somebody for a resisting arrest right oh well, we had to kill him because he attacked a, a you know a nobleman who was raping his wife we'll leave that part out <laughs> we had to kill him um, so I could see that as being part of the way. If we're going to accept the logic of the story, the only excuse that
1: you'd make is that Longshanks, as as the kind of man he has had no idea about women and their cycles. No. That could very well... That's that's very possible. Right. Yeah, men, men... And by the way, Longshanks is played by one of my favorite
0: actors, Patrick, Patrick McGowan. McGowan. so good. He's such a dick in this. But he does this... It was funny because I... I, I recognize him by his voice, right? Because right. his voice is very distinctive. And he would do these things with his face where he would, like, cock a lip or an eyebrow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there he is! Because <laughs> he was getting on in this. It's right. one of his last things? It's or? one of his last things, One of his last things. But he is so good, but such a... Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's he one of my favorite actors.
1: Um, and he is absolutely horrible horrifying
0: he's a terrible terrible man he is the he is everything you think of as a monster monstrous king like he is really epitomizing right his son edward the second uh is portrayed as a a feminine homosexual yes and this is a problem too uh there is no record that that was the case uh he did end up married to isabella after the events right. of this film and she was uh unfaithful to him and did cause his overthrow and demise but not because of william wallace um and not because he was uh gay um also there's a scene later where Longshanks, just being evil throws what we presume to be edward's consort out of the fucking castle, the tower, out of window of right. the tower and um Mel Gibson was accused of homophobia mm-hmm. for that. And his response is, well, he didn't throw him out because he was gay. Throw him out because he's a psychopath. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not. Right. Well, that's kind of. That, if... that, is a, that is a catch-all that does it. If it was not consistent
1: with some of the other stuff that he's done. Because when you're watching Passion of the Christ, there's a scene where Jesus is taken from Pontius Pilate, which happened. Yeah, and taken to Herod because yeah. they're like trying to pass him off. Nobody wants
0: to deal with him. Yeah, yeah, Herod, right. I don't. They don't want yeah, to take responsibility. Not, not they being, want him dead, but they don't want him right. to be responsible for his death. Um, Herod Antipas
1: in Passion of the Christ is played as very, effeminate, very effeminate. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know he's wearing lipstick and the entire thing, and it's just. And you're looking at it going.
0: Um, I'm not sure how accurate this is. The, the other thing that kills me about that, though, is men wore lipstick and rouge at various mm-hmm. points during... Right. ...during history.
1: Because... But he's, he's portrayed it, it, as being sort of effeminate. Right, I right. know, but,
0: like, that, that's, that, that is it, a right. thing that is that was a thing that was a standard of male beauty for a long right. time. Like, high he, heels were a standard of male beauty for a long time. Like... Mm-hmm. These are these are not inherently female no, no. things, uh, but that's what we use in as shorthand this, now. In this period would. of time, though, yeah. uh
1: especially because, you know, the Levitical laws about yeah. men wearing things that pertain to women or whatever, they're, they're very strict. So it's like,
0: so I don't think... But also, uh, at the time, we don't know what was typically male and typically right. female for that For two thousand years ago, right, like the baby blue and baby pink switch, right, right. So, so so, you know, just because we think of something as being prototypically female or prototypically male Mm -hmm. or masculine or feminine, right, it's a it's a cultural stylistic thing. The reason I bring it up though is that it
1: seems to to have a consistent kind of. There's, gay characters in the stories that seem to suffer.
0: Yes for whatever reason. Yes. He he didn't... Yeah. It's like, why we need... Just because he's a psychopath does not get you off the hook for this being a homophobic
1: thing. uh, (laughs) Of Mel Gibson's other response to that same question was... um, And it was really strange. I remember that one, because I I, I read that too, was that his response was, well, it doesn't mean that all gay men aren't... are offended. Alexander the Great was homosexual, and he, you know, conquered the world. Yeah. And it... It
0: was like, okay, that's a weird response. So, so what you're saying is you have a problem with effeminate homosexuality, right. but Which you're fine if they're, you know, kind of manly. I, I and it's it's, what it's, the... it's misogyny. Mm-hmm. It, it comes back to misogyny. Right. The worst thing a man can be is a woman, because the worst thing anyone could be is a woman. <laughs> so, and that's where it's all rooted in. Right. So, and we know he's a fucking misogynist. We know that that's true, so... Oh, Mel Gibson! Why, why have you made me watch this movie and talk about it for seven hours? All right. So the deal is, Longshanks is like Brumonacta. Mm-hmm. Let him all on right. the, the wedding nights. Let him let him uh, let the noblemen of the towns take liberties with the women. So at this party, where Willie Wallace has returned to his childhood home, and Mirren is there dancing. They're celebrating a wedding. The lord or whatever of this area, the English lord, comes mm. and takes the woman against fu- the fight. He gets a little bit of a fight, but nothing too right. bad. And does take the woman off um, into, the, into his... Because it, it's also in this version, they take the woman and return her the next day.
1: Right.
0: And... I mean,
1: that's the version of it I was familiar with from watching movies. Yes. Uh, I don't know that, like you said, if it didn't exist, it's crazy. One of the movies I grew up with, uh, The Warlord, with Child and the Heston, is about Prima Nocta. And, and
0: I, it's, a, it's a good storytelling device. Right. But it's not... I mean, if you look it up the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. for it, uh, <laughs> the first line is, was a supposed legal right in medieval Europe allowing feudal lords to have sexual relations with subordinate women in particular on the wedding nights of women yeah um, a majority of historians have concluded the idea is a myth and that all references to it are from later periods well, it's you, know, you it? know it's it's stories that are told you know of the horrors of being Basically, the British, British or French—it's—it's it's the British or the French, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. Colonizing things were bad enough. We don't have to add this onto it, but sure. Um, the other thing that happens at the wedding, though, is that
1: he meets Hamish again. Yes, his friend from childhood, and that's Brendan Gleeson, and who. Who it's has the only person in the film who has worse hair than he does?
0: His hair is terrible, but his beard is glorious. And he's it's,
1: <sighs> he apparently like he punches him. He's he, they're just kind of
0: they have a big fight. It's very you know what it reminded me of yeah. was the uh, Little John fight in the Errol Flynn. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, Robin Hood that we just right. watched because. One of them doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> so Wallace is... So he's throwing... Because my people like to throw shit. So we throw rocks. We throw, you know, things that... Like, you know, logs. Like The caber Love it so much. Uh, so they're throwing stones. Mm-hmm. Very much like a shot put or something like that. And... uh you know he taunts him, and he's like, "Could you? Could you hit him?" He, basically, he's trying to gather. He's already gathering. Wants to gather forces against the British. Right now, if this is twelve ninety seven, let's say it is. Right. Historically, it would be. Um. The, 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 rule of England has only been around for like a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like a year. It, it has not been that long. It has, you know. And he, so, but he says, Hamish, can you, can you kill a man with that one of, one of those rocks? He's like, I'll kill you. He goes, okay, I'll go over here and stand. Um, and you can, you know, throw the rock at me and squish me like a worm, I think he says. I'll right. squish you like a worm. And everybody's like, yeah, we want to see or whatever. And he goes and he picks up a little stone. He goes and he stands totally still. And Hamish does throw that rock and he does miss him. He doesn't. He stays still. He doesn't move. He mm-hmm. does kind of twist his shoulder out of the way but um he he, his feet don't move and then he does take that rock and he does bean hamish right in the face and i was like that's a concussion that is a concussion because he's a hole and then he goes down and then he you know he gets picked up later and now they are fast friends
1: well they were friends before of course but it was but yeah the whole thing like wow there's there's better ways to because the first thing that Hamish, not Seamus, I'm sorry. Hamish. There's
0: so many... That's yeah. fine. There's oh. no Seamus in this.
1: Um, the first thing that he does when also, he sees him...
0: Seamus a, is an Irish name. Irish name.
1: Right? <laughs> well, we do have Irish people. We do. Well, that's, yeah, but that's fine. But, um, but Hamish, the first thing he does is knock him down. And that's, it reminds me of what they did when they were kids. And they were talking about fighting the English, and he knocks him down. Um, but, uh, yeah... Jeez, it, it, there are other things you can do I don't know if I'd want my wedding spoiled by somebody being crushed like a, a worm by a big rock
0: but. well he knew he wasn't going to be crushed by like a worm he knew that's why he stood there he's not an idiot no but I mean everyone else <laughs> didn't know like,
1: let's see him get crushed yeah. at the wedding
0: how many people are there in the last scene of this movie and what do they know is going to happen no, I guess so. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, the they know that Prima is in, in place. So, um, he, like, courts Marin a little bit, um, but they don't want to get married because they don't want her to be raped right. by noblemen. So, they get married in a very secret ceremony. Her husband, Her parents are not thrilled, but they let her do what she wants to do. And... Then, one day, apropos of nothing some uh some soldiers some english soldiers uh mm-hmm. attack Muran and start to rape her and Wallace shows up and uh kills them she defends
1: herself very capably. she does as much
0: as she can given that there's but there are people. three of them, and right. they are uh armed and uh wearing uh oh. armor so arms and defended um they fight through the town. She's caught, and the is it the head of the garrison? I don't know if it's the sheriff. Um, basically ties her to a stake and is like, Wallace needs to come and uh, you know, turn himself in for his crimes against my soldiers. To lure him out, and rather than keeping her alive, he does cut her throat, at which point Wallace uh, loses his goddamn mind and kills everybody, (laughs) Uh, and sends the rest of the garrison... Like, attacks the garrison. So good. They they ride up to this garrison, which is a fort Mm -hmm. made of sticks. (laughs) Like, it's just trees that have been hewn and pointed at the end and then shoved into the earth it is made of sticks and i'm like that shit is so flammable (laughs) and you know what that shit is so flammable the other dangerous thing about being an english soldier or believing that you can recognize an english soldier is all they do is put on a a tunic and a thing of armor and then
1: Poof, no, which also English
0: soldier. He does this repeatedly. Which is also movie.
1: historically inaccurate, it turns out, that there wasn't a unified uh, armor for the, the English soldiers. Oh, so they interesting. They generally fought underneath who they're... Uh,
0: oh, yeah, just like who, in Game who, of Thrones, they're right, going to wear so, their, yeah, they their, their feudal lords, because that's who was in charge of... right. Like, Longshanks isn't paying for uniforms for all no. of these people. He is presuming that his feudal lords are covering that and they would be that would be their a requirement of theirs but yeah this that scene and i have to this is where i
1: i can say the mel gibson's direction with action scenes is really really good the action scenes are the best parts and it's like you can see that carried forward in apocalypto where it's just one prolonged action scene yeah
0: so here we have a break we have Longshanks um basically telling edward you got to figure this shit out stop him stop wallace get scotland under control i'm going to france mm-hmm. um because we need to shore up a treaty with the french which apparently wasn't shored up by isabella marrying his son because mm-hmm. she is also there we meet her as well right. um Played by Sophie Marceau. Sophie Marceau. Oh yeah, I remember her. Quite beautiful, and always um, filmed in the like, just the softest light, just diffused, diffused, diffused. She, there's no solid lines on her body or face, and ever at any point. And there's a battle of Sterling Bridge, which all of the historians that write about this movie were like, uh, you know, it should have been there. A bridge. a bridge, there's yep. no bridge in this battle, y'all just like a bare minimum, just like a like a bare minimum. Edward is sort of not he doesn't take him very seriously, he doesn't he thinks he's just like a yokel, it's not it's and he's gonna be crushed by the regular English forces, but that keeps not being the case um and more Scots are joining Wallace's band of, I guess they're freedom fighters at this yeah. point.
1: The English would call them rebels
0: or something. Sure. Or, yeah. They would call themselves freedom fighters. Um, that's not historically accurate to what his goals would have been, what Scotland's goals would have been. Mm-hmm what England would think of Scotland at this point like it's just not it's just anachronistic it's these are the struggles that Scotland went through for a long time but not during this period of time (laughs) so that's just like it feels like stolen valor (laughs) a little bit um we also meet at this point I believe basically right around here Robert the Bruce Mm -hmm. Uh, the handsomest man in this movie. I'm just going to go ahead and put that on. Also, French one G8. of the
1: cleanest, I think, is is
0: Maybe that's why. Right. He seems that he takes very good care of his beard. Uh, he has a beautiful 90s sw- swoop, mm-hmm. hair swoop. Um, he's played by Angus McFadden. What a fucking name. <laughs> uh, he is my favorite character in this movie. Uh, he is the son of Robert the Elder, who is a leper, who is played by Ian Bailey? Bannon. Bannon, Ian Bannon, who is giving me strong Malcolm McDowell vibes in this whole thing.
1: Ian Bannon is one of like the, uh,
0: he's like Donald Pleasant's or some of the other yeah, English guess, character yeah. actors. Maybe who, that's why. Right. Maybe it's just an amalgamation that I just see in this. And he's wearing a, He's got. He's yes. Quite a lot of makeup on because he is an a active leper. leper.
1: Right, which is not true of the actual.
0: No, apparently Robert, Robert the Bruce, Bruce, Bruce might have had leprosy. Yeah. It's unclear, but it's probable.
1: Oh, but here, this this uh, Mr. Bannon is covered in a lot of. Of like just the horrible distortion of his face and he's depicted as kind of being very kind of cunning and, and, and
0: wicked. Oh yeah, he's the fucking he... worst. Uh, he he is basically the he's still he's the he's the the say so in the household, whether mm-hmm. Robert likes it or not, but he does take counsel from him. And all the elder wants is for Robert the Bruce to be the king of Scotland. Right. That's what he wants. He wants it under, basically under, Longshanks. Like, Uh I don't know if he understands what a king is, but it requires the sovereign nation to be a king. The king of Scotland under British rule, that's no king. That's not what that is. Um, and he will do literally fucking anything. Well, that's
1: it. There's a question to my mind if Longshanks or the elder here is worse because they're both ruthless.
0: I would argue the elder is worse because of what he does to Robert at the end. Okay. And by the way, because Longshanks does not ever lie, that is the thing that he is not ever doing. Yeah, Longshanks is kind of wearing it on his sleeve. He is. He is telling you what a bastard he is, and then he is throwing your lover out of a fucking window. Right. His son understands where the fuck he stands. Yeah. At all times, Robert the Bruce is in the dark a lot of the time. Also, we want to say again, Robert the Bruce. That's Braveheart. That's the one. Mm. That's he's the one.
1: He and from what I understand guy. this movie kind of damages his reputation unnecessarily. It's sort of slap.
0: Yes. Um he did work with Wallace uh-huh. all of the times Wallace wanted him to. Mm-hmm. He was not a waffler. He wasn't he didn't need William Wallace to inspire him. Right. Also that's the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is the fact that this movie is Deeply nationalist yeah. in a time that is that where nationalism itself is an anachronism. Right, that wasn't a thing. There wasn't Scotland, my great and native land, or anywhere that countries were still young enough that a but, national identity. You had a right. clan had identity, a, a regional identity. You had a well. regional identity. Right. But there was no nationalism, and this is a deeply nationalistic film. Like, if not for Scotland, what does he die for? Freedom, sure, but it's Scottish freedom. It's not just freedom in general, right. because Longshanks has all the freedom in the fucking world. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Um So, yeah. Uh, there are... Continuing skirmishes, long chance returns, nothing has been done. In mm-hmm. fact, I believe...
1: That's the scene where he throws Edward's uh, companion out of the window, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. He comes back well, because and... and uh, uh Wallace has come into England, England right. and as far south as York, which never happened, right. um, he did he did come into England, but he didn't go that far south. And uh, in a box has sent the head of, I believe, a, Longshanks' cousin, cousin right. who was like the lord of York or whatever, which Longshanks is like, now this is bullshit. I, I will chuck this dude, Philip, right out this window. I need you to focus eyes on the prize. Uh, I'm going to send your wife to meet with him. Mm. And at this time, we've had some scenes where Isabella's uh, lady's maid is telling her of the love, like, he fights for love, right? Because it's the death of Murren that caused Wallace to have this fervor in the first place and, you know, all of these, this lore of him on the battlefield and you see her start to like be twitter pated by the idea of this man. heard sure, that one in a long time. And well that's what that's exactly what it is. Right? right? She doesn't know this person. Mm-mm. Um and they do meet at one point. They have a brief conversation. Uh she warns him of a coming invasion because she does not first of all, she has no loyalty to the to the English right. throne. Uh she is married to it. But she has no loyalty to mm-hmm. it. It is very likely that Longshanks was raping Isabella at this point in this story. That is the...
1: <sighs> I don't know if he is actively or he's planning to.
0: The, yeah, there's The narration
1: that. gives the, the idea that knowing that his son was not capable of bearing him, which... Is, which is not true, right. because
0: there are gay men who have had children... Yes. Uh, i've met them uh, yes yeah but um all throughout history right. you did your marital duty right. and then you did whatever else you wanted to do that yeah. is how that works so uh you know the but the narration suggests that
1: uh if he wanted a um royal offspring from isabella that he'd have to do it himself
0: and that and that, that might that have been what he had in mind all the time it, all the time right so and my guess is he would have started fairly soon right but once again, Isabella was not here during this time because she was three years old and uh, not fertile yet. Long sh- er, knowing what's coming, Wallace pr- uh, again asks Robert Bruce to fight with him and doesn't know if he's going to come. He also pleads with two other uh, Scottish nobles, Lachlan and Mornay, mm-hmm. who do acquiesce and show up with their um, uh, horse, their cavalry. Right. The, the, the trick here in a lot of this, um, in the, the nitty-gritty of the battles, especially the very first battle, the Stirling Bridge battle, um, is the British, or the English, there's no British. <laughs> the English believe that they're going to rout the Scots because they don't have anybody on horseback. Mm. And there has never been a win against a horse-bound army versus ground soldiers. Right. So what do they do? They make a bunch of spears, which is exactly what you Well, do. I mean, it's not even a spear. It's like a pike. It's, it's really long. It's a pike. Long. It's very long. Uh-huh. And they hide them. They hide them among the front line, and they keep them hidden until the horses are right the fuck there. And then they bring them up, and all of those horses are decimated. So, it's yes, rough. if
1: you are <laughs> very fond of animals that scene would be traumatizing because you're just seeing all these horses running yeah, themselves like,
0: and getting impaled. And and they don't know what's happening and it's right. terrible. I'm sure they were careful, but it oh, looks... I am absolutely blah. sure that the animals did not get hurt or hurt badly at all. Yeah, no. this wasn't made in 1965. It was made in 1995. I'm sure Peter was, on,
1: right. was there. But, um, but visually, it really, that scene works because it does look like chaos and, and again, full credit to Gibson and his crew of people, the second unit director and whoever else helped choreograph this. It really looks like these people are just beating the hell out of each other.
0: So at Falkirk, this mm-hmm. is the next big battle. Mornay and Lachlan are there on horseback, and Bruce hasn't shown up. Right. And Wallace is like, he's going to show up because they showed up. He's going to show up for Scotland. like. And once again, they're, for Scotland is not a thing, but that's fine. Um and during the battle when well, first of all they it's when the irish have come to fight mm-hmm. for the british this was this is also a thing that did not happen but they called they and and this is what isabella has told him they've called for the irish they've called for the welsh and the, they've called for the french and they're all coming so it's not just england that you're fighting it's a bunch of other forces right. so the first wave that comes towards them Is the Irish and they just stand there and when the Irish get there they all hug and you know and and the the whole time there is one of his companions is this Irish man whose name I don't. Stephen of Ireland. Is this Stephen? It's Stephen, not Stephen, right? Okay, but he he's uh, not all in the head, but he. In that enough where um, he's, he, he he signs up with right. Wallace because he wants to kill Englishmen. Yes, and if you killing if you're with Wallace, you'll get to kill kill Englishmen. And he's like, well, you guys don't have to worry about the Irish because it's my island. Like he keeps talking about how Ireland is his island mm-hmm. and his you know his land and his land and and that is so that comes to fruition in this little thing where right. all the Irish meet up with the Scots because yeah they don't. There's no fealty of Ireland anytime to Scott, to England. But also, this didn't happen. The oh, Irish right. were not at this battle.
1: But I did like uh, I like Stephen's character. Yes, I he did like his character. Funny. He's very
0: funny. He has the second sort of most memorable line, and the most memorable line, if you're not basic like me, I just remembered they could take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, I think when they take your lives, they take both, but that's fine. Um <laughs> and he says, mm, "Bad news. <laughs> I've had a chat with my God, and he thinks I'm going to get through fine, but he's pretty sure you're fucked." <laughs> Which is at the at the at the first battle. Right. Um, so the the Irish join the Scots, and they go towards the English. Mm-hmm. And after the first battle or the first wave, Wallace waves <laughs> his flag at. Lachlan and Mornay, who were supposed to bring in their... um, Their reserves. Their reserves. They look at him, sit up on their horses, and turn right around and go away. And then we see the king saying, oh, I've given... I don't remember which one. I think it was Mornay. Mm -hmm. Like, twice his land in Scotland and an estate the same size in England. And Lachlan was... Required quite a quite a bit less, right. I think, is how he puts it, and I'm just like, "Ooh." Um, and Wallace is like, "Oh, betrayed." He's so sad. But they do kind of make it. They're fighting this battle, but Wallace breaks away, grabs a horse, and goes after. And this is after he's been shot in the, the chest with an arrow. He has been shot in the chest with an arrow. Right. Everybody's been shot in the chest with an arrow at some point in this movie. Uh, Campbell Hamish's mm-hmm. father earlier had been shot in the chest with an arrow, but he was fine then. Um, and he rides after Longshanks, just him going after the king and his kings guard who are going away now because they're like, well, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, he's the dead. battle's done, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce. Uh, and he's riding after them, and he is accosted by a well, soldier, an English soldier, English soldier in
1: a helmet that probably belongs to later age. I'm like, yeah, I'm I think so. Sure yeah. Is.
0: And, and they tussle, yeah. he removes the helmet of this British soldier, and it is Robert the Bruce. Right. Uh, so not only has he been you know, it, been made a fool of by Mornay and Lachlan, who he never mm-hmm. really trusted, but Bruce is probably the future king of Scotland, and he has...
1: The scenes that, that Wallace has with Robert the Bruce in this film, um, are actually the most affecting scenes, I think, to me.
0: Yeah. Of his character. Which is kind of ironic, because in the real world, mm-hmm. they were very close and fought alongside right. each other. Constantly. They were yeah. very close in real life. In this, they seem like enemies who, when they get together, are really close. It's very right. odd. You'd think that they went to boarding school or something together. That is sort of the vibe that the, you yeah, <laughs> the. the
1: The performance, this is what I mentioned earlier when we talked about in the opening of the program, which was years ago now. um, We talked about moments when Mel Gibson actually does really turn in a really good performance in this movie. And the scene where he feels betrayed when he takes off this helmet and realizes who's the man who has driven a lance almost into him, trying to protect Longshanks. The look of sort of shock and disappointment on his face is really great. So yes, that was great silent acting. Um and he just winds up collapsing. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have he anything can't,
0: left. he's like I can't I don't even know. Right. I think part of him is like well there's no way forward. Right. If if this is where we're at. Then my country is fucked if that's mm-hmm. what I'm fighting for. What am I yeah. Now we're just dying. Now we're just dying for no reason. Maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's it's rough.
1: And um, S- Stephen has to come up and rescue him, right? Yes, and well, they. Stephen <laughs> kind of rescues
0: him, but mostly it's Robert the Bruce, right? He just he won't kill. They they are not an impasse. Neither of right. them will kill the other one. Right. Um. And. Bruce won't even take. Bruce is shocked that he has been found out. He was wearing a cover, a face coverings right. for a reason. Uh, he did not want Wallace to know that he was betraying him in such a way as to ride basically with the King's Guard. Right. Yeah, they're separated. I don't. Yeah, Stephen rides away with Wallace, right, and, and Bruce is just left in. left there in the in a field by himself. And at this point, we see Bruce in the film you know just basically saying to his father like right. i what what are we doing like yeah. this king scotland's are dying like i'm not going to have anybody to be the king of. Like, you know what i mean like and and the elder is in no way deterred he's yeah. like you're basically being a pussy suck it up like that's <laughs> that's sort of the elder's um attitude not a good not a great attitude not a great attitude um So we get some really cool retribution. Uh, William Wallace does ride into the house of Mornay into his Mm bedchamber on a horse and hit him in the face with a mace or something. It's rough. It's apocalypto level of Mm -hmm. violence to the to the head of that character Um, and then jumps out of a window on that horse died if he did that in real life, that horse died. Because he jumps out of a window, which is the top of a tower, that goes into the water. Mm -hmm. That horse... That horse is not going to survive that fall into water. No. It was horrible. I hated that part. Um, And he... So he killed both uh, Lachlan and Mornay. And... At some point... uh, Oh... Isabella is sent again Right. To It's it's rough. She's sent again because she Longshanks knows that he can't go and he can't send his son. Because Wallace would look at his son and be like, yeah, I'm not. Well, but yeah, on top of that, his he son. He thinks that right. Wallace would look at Edward II and be like, well, if this is what I have to worry about, I'm just going to take over everything. Like, There's
1: also the issue that that's the that's his only that's his issue. only heir, right
0: uh and Isabella hears him over overhears them talking about sending her because she's actually if she got captured or killed France would definitely yeah. fight with them against Scotland and she's like so are you going to kill me like <laughs> Is that your plan? Because it very well may be. And so she does just make a full break from that household and does have sex with William Wallace uh, and then tell him all of the the secrets, all of the things Mm -hmm. that she knows. But it's not enough because he does get captured. He's trying. He sort of gets lured. And Hamish, everybody knows this is a fucking trap. This is a trap. This is a trap. This is Mm -hmm. a trap. Um, Hamish and Stephen are both like, you cannot do this. It is a trap. It is a trap. It is a trap. Now, Hamish has lost his father, his father Campbell, who had been with them the whole time. Right. He did die, to die at Falkirk. And so he's, like, extra vigilant, and he's like, you cannot... The nobles cannot fucking be trusted. The Scottish nobles are bullshit, and you can't trust them. They're gonna kill you. And he's like, look, if we don't have the nobles on our side, we cannot. There is no way that we will succeed in doing anything here. So I have to try. And he still, I think, I think he saw Robert the Bruce's face and kind of saw that it was, he was not a foregone conclusion, right? There might still be some reasoning with him. And when he gets to that garrison, to where Robert the Bruce is, and Robert the Bruce comes out, it seems like, oh, he was right, and it's going to be fine. And then British soldiers come up behind him, and you see Robert the Bruce yells no and tries to protect him. He actually covers him with his body. Covers him with his body. But it's too, the forces are too many, and they do take Wallace into custody. Um, And this is when Robert the Bruce goes up to his dad and is basically like, fuck you and fuck this. Right, because he actually (laughs) sincerely wanted to meet Wallace. He did. And And A.M. thought that that's what was going to happen and did not know that this ambush was going to take place. Right. So his own desires and wants have been superseded now. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah it's a big fuck you and fuck this and uh, he, he is now a separate separate from his father and Wallace is then in London he's brought before a magistrate uh, tried for high treason and condemned to public torture and beheading if he will not confess he will not confess uh, Isabella goes to see him in the cell before he is going to be put to the pain mm-hmm. uh, the next day, and she's like, "Confess, just confess, just confess, just confess," because they'll put you in a tower, and maybe in you know soon you'll you'll get out. Because she also knows at this point in the movie, Longshanks is extremely ill; he cannot speak.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, he's got what looks like tuberculosis—a lot of hacking and coughing and vomiting. Uh and she's like, you know, as soon as he's dead, I'm going to put a heart in his, his uh, son or, uh, you know, a, a, a dagger in the son of his heart, or I can just control this motherfucker because he's not very bright in addition to everything yeah. else. Um, in fact, the way that she gets into the jail cell, cause the jailer is like, you can't go in here. And she's like, Longshanks is dying, and you've seen his, and his son is a weakling. Who do you think is going to be your ruler in two weeks? Like, she's like, right. I'm your fucking queen, get out of the way. Which is right, she's right. And eventually, even though
1: it's separated from the historical truth, the historical That is
0: true, yes. That over, is true. Right. She did, in fact. That, that was true to her character, right. if not the time, place, or circumstances. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, I'm not I won't do it. I'm not. It. His reasoning is: if I confess, then every part, every every part of me that matters is already dead. And I'm like, that's well,
1: all of his past, all those things that he did, that sort of
0: like gets taken away if he can. But and also, but, but sure. he is also saying that uh, the the person that he is right. would cease to be if he lied. Because that's the other thing is mm. I'm like, you. You can confess and be lying. Or you, you know, you can say I was wrong and not actually believe that you were wrong. Lie. Lie. You could lie. Everybody else is lying. You could lie to save your life for 10 minutes. But,
1: you know. Would it save his life or would it just, because I
0: didn't know. It was possible. It was in the commuted sentence or just stop him from being tortured. She was asking for mercy. She did not think he would survive the torture, which. The torture was not going to be... It's not survivable. It's not survivable because right. they will behead you. You cannot survive a beheading. You can survive a lot of the beginning parts of it. Mm. He was awake for a lot of it. Right. Usually what happens is either you'll go into shock or or because they have you prone, uh-huh. you're not losing blood. That's the thing. Um. It's staying in your body cavity. Mm-hmm. They can like, make a, yes, yes, a, a disemboweling which is what happens to him. Right. Um, they can make that last for a bananas long time. Uh, and he's, you know, no, no, he won't do it. Um, we do see a quick scene eh, of Isabella. Well... Edward is in the room, but I guess we're to understand that he cannot hear what she is saying.
1: Right.
0: She is speaking to Longshanks above his bed. Um, he cannot speak, but he can hear her, and she is saying, your line dies with you. There's a baby in my belly, and it isn't your son's, and it isn't yours. Uh, and uh, what, as soon as it comes of age, I'm kicking your son off the fucking throne. Like, right. You, you done messed with the wrong bit. Which turns out it is true, but right. didn't happen this way. Longshanks was uh, not did not die like this. He did not die ill. He died on a battlefield two years after after Wallace was killed. Uh, on the mainland, or on the, in the somewhere mm. in Europe. Um the continent. On the continent, that's what I meant. Not the mainland, yes. So, Wallace is going to be brought into the square in London and tortured. That is what I was talking about at the beginning when I said, well, look at all the people that turn out for this. Because a lot of fucking people turn out for this. Uh, it's a full goddamn house. And he is brought up. He is... We see at the beginning... <sighs> basically the version of rodeo clowns. It's two little people who mm-hmm. are acting out what's going to happen, which is how you know he's disemboweled because you don't see it. Right. Um, and then you see him wheeled through the square while people throw things at him and he is basically f-ing crucified. He is on a cross, on a wagon and his wrists are tied to the cross. Right. And I'm just like, really i don't i don't know but it seems to me unlikely that the british crown would allow for that iconography they don't want him to be a martyr think... and what they are doing is making him the most right th- mirror the most noticeable or n- notable martyr Of all time, I don't think that there is
1: a Christian country that ever went resorted to using crucifixion as a form of punishment.
0: And I would think by twelve, yes, nearly thirteen hundred BC, right? In a Christian country, Scotland and 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 England England are both Christian countries. Yes, and Ireland, of course.
1: And France and the rest they of the world. They have
0: seen Jesus on a cross. Right.
1: And so to them, to us, rather, it's a religious symbol. It's not an instrument of torture anymore. Which is funny yes. because when you communicate and I to just
0: feel like people in other parts of the world, they're like... What you're trying to do is make this man right. small. And you have now equated him with Jesus Christ? Right. And they tell that seems very stupid that was obviously that's why i said a lot of this felt like it's a, cinematic for sure right. but it's it would be a deeply stupid thing for the it's english It's like to a do. dry run
1: for passion of the christ yeah um it's even shot in some of the same ways he's tied to a cross twice in this one of the crosses is laying down after, the, you know, that's one that's of the That's the other
0: thing, yes, the torture, at, when he gets up to the stage, mm-hmm. they tie him down to a cross, basically. Right. And yeah. so
1: that's why I'm looking at that going, that wouldn't do, because as you've mentioned, it's it, for any person who has been to a church, or, you know, the central image of the faith is this cross. If you put a person on it, you're equating them with Jesus. That's not going to go over. Yeah. So yeah, that was just such a strange thing. It's really for modern audiences, I think. It is, yeah. To try to get across the idea of, like look,
0: he's Yeah, it just feels something. like a deeply stupid thing and for the crown you to do. And his on head. Yeah, yes. really. Yeah, but they don't want him to be a martyr. Right, they don't. They don't. Explicitly, they don't. <laughs> so to, to to yeah, to equate him with the biggest like the most famous martyr that you all worship mm-hmm. just seems deeply stupid to right. me. Um before he is tied down he is hung from the neck uh not in the we're going to drop you and break your neck thing but we're going to hoist you and choke you right um and that goes on for 2 minutes maybe I it's don't know. a long time yeah, yeah. and then um he is told if he uh rises to his knees and kisses the seal on the on the magistrate's robes He'll be granted mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a swift can't death. Speak. A, a swift right. death. Right. Right. Because now, yeah, he's got the, the uh, ligature marks all on his neck. Um, he struggles his way to his feet and he doesn't. Right. He just stands there and looks at him Will not yield. at full. He he does not yield. So that is when he is tied down to the. Oh
1: wait! No, there's the other one.
0: Oh yeah. They tie his feet up. Uh huh. And they stretch him into opposite directions. Oh, they draw him. They draw right. him right. Yes, that's right. So that is done. Right. Then they tie him. To the big cross. To the big cross. Um, and he says, "If you just say, if you say mercy." We will. They're going to behead him. Mm -hmm. We'll just cut off your head. Um, No, we
1: should mention that at this point, um, Hamish and Stephen are in the crowd. In the
0: crowd, watching. Yeah,
1: and we're also getting this sort of odd point of view where
0: Robert the Bruce is watching from somewhere. He is. So is. um, And Longshanks can hear stuff from in his room, but Isabella apparently cannot, which I don't understand. yeah, we're getting everybody seeing what's going right. on. And and Hamish and Stephen are both like, say mercy, just say mercy just right. say for the love of God. Because they do cut him open. We don't see it. We are trained on Mel Gibson's face at this point. They cut him open and they begin removing his intestines. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the torture. Right. That is what they are doing. And he is not saying mercy. And the crowd, because he is so stoic Mm -hmm. and is just so strong and also clearly being just literally tortured right start yelling mercy for him Mm. and um he takes a deep breath in and the magistrate leans down and he says the 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 prisoner would like a word Mm -hmm. and he breathes in and then of course he yells what he yells Freedom. No. <laughs> so I thought he was going to yell Scotland, but that would be harder to say, I think. I think that it would be hard to say freedom. Too. I think it would be impossible for him to say either of them. That
1: is had his <laughs> windpipe crushed, crushed, I imagine. Yeah. And then he's lying on his back and his blood pressure must be... Bad. You know, Low. Right now. It's like... <laughs> yes. So
0: how he managed to holler that, I don't know. Yes. So he yells Freedom. And everybody sort of erupts. Mm-hmm. He turns his head and we see him see Murren walking through the crowd towards him smiling.
1: Right.
0: Um, Longshanks is to have heard that and also Robert Bruce is to have heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also maybe Edward II, maybe the the son of the king as well. And then he is the head. Right. And that is that. Uh, then we have a a 13 it's a 1314 this is the next title card that we get Mm -hmm. um and robert is going to basically accept the kingship from longshanks of scotland
1: not longshanks because longshanks is dead yeah that's That's true
0: yeah that's true um but it's not from either of them. He's the Scotland's king, and he um, he's there with the Scottish army. And there's just... There's a an English nobleman. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does say, to you, I hope you washed your ass today because it's about to be kissed by a king. That's the other line that I think I remember from mm-hmm. this movie. And this is uh, on the fields of Bannockburn. And basically as the king of scotland he is going to accept england's rule of scotland making him what not a king y'all that's the whole thing of being a king instead he invokes wallace's memory hamish throws wallace's broadsword another thing that they wouldn't have had at this time mm. uh, two-handed broadsword is a later right. thing uh he throws it into the field and everybody yells wallace and then Scotland runs it. this English line who is supposedly there for... They're not there for fighting. They're there for decoration. Oops. But now we're going to have a big fight. And um, he does win the Scouts their freedom.
1: Yeah, there's a, <laughs> that is a true thing. <laughs> yeah. I think Robert the Bruce's way of attracting them to what he's going to do is you bled with Wallace uh, bleed with me I,
0: yeah that's, that's the, that is the, it's almost like so there's a term called fridged mm-hmm. um, and a lot of uh, queer characters are being ref- are referred to as having been fridged and women characters which are characters who are killed to give the male character or the lead character uh like an impetus to mm-hmm. do whatever it is they need to do um and it's almost like William Wallace is the fridge for Robert Bruce the, the whole his whole arc is I don't even know what I'm fighting for he has this love of country that I don't even understand right. and they won't follow me because I don't have this passion and then he had to go like Wallace had to go through all of this and Bruce had to witness it right. so that he would have passion and would be able to be a leader and it's like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I it's, it's a very bizarre It's Yeah, I, I I think I've seen
1: that applied not just to, I mean, yes, to women and to people of color often in the movies. I think it, it's really... John Wick
0: used the dog. Yeah, but it's really
1: also older people.
0: Yes. Sure.
1: Uh, and that's like one of the kind of archetypes of behavior, the older mentor who teaches you everything and then just gets... Put out of the way, like in you're kung you're,
0: fu.
1: Well, like in the every television show in Star Wars. In, oh yeah, I guess that's yeah. Um, even something as a, yeah. yeah, that was. I was going to say the, the Django Unchained. You know, the the mm-hmm. mentor who comes and teaches you how to be uh, civilized. And, oh, God, that film is so irritating to me. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's that's an old trope, I guess.
0: Yes. How did you feel about this movie? All, all, I, all in all, did not enjoy most of it. I will say that I find Gibson's acting in this film to be some of the worst of his acting that I can recall. I don't think he is a bad actor. As much as I don't like him as a person, I don't think he is a bad actor. I don't think he was particularly good in this. And I think largely that is him directing himself. Right. Um, And the fact that he didn't want to do it in the first place. Right. And the fact that he is 15 years too old. Um, I wish it was... I also, like, if I'm going to watch an epic historical story, I'd like it to have a modicum of history, of history All right. in it. And it's a bummer to me, as a person who is interested in Scottish history, mm-hmm. that it didn't have that. Uh, I'm grateful for the work that people have done to debunk a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But for a three-hour watch, I shouldn't also have to do an hour of homework of, uh, like, deprogramming myself from this. It also makes me extremely skeptical of him doing any other historical things. Because you've made it very clear that you are not willing to... compromise whatever story it is that you want to tell, which is fine, then make a fiction movie. Right. He didn't have to be called William Wallace. This didn't have to be Scotland. It could be orcs for fuck's sake. Like,
1: yeah.
0: don't put your... I don't mind looking through your lens, but you you did a paint job over william wallace you it wasn't even a lens right. you put a new picture down and we're like it's william wallace and we're like it, it, it isn't though and that is upsetting to me um i think it could have been an hour shorter uh i think this the as you said the fight scenes were staged very well mm-hmm. uh, i liked brendan gleason in it very much because i like, because I like Gleeson. brendan gleason liked... in everything I liked al- almost all of the uh uh-huh. performers performers outside mm-hmm. of the Edward II portrayal the the king's son. I I think I think that was a misstep right. and I don't think that the actor was very good. He wasn't given much to do. Right. So that's not on him necessarily. Um I I didn't like and I didn't like Gibson. Right. I I think those two were the weakest points for me. Um So yeah, that's I I, I guess it's sterling. I guess sure. I am um,
1: <laughs> I like historical epics. I know this film doesn't have much historicity to it. Which um, just
0: makes me think about He, that story that he, or the the movie that he did about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you've already told me that you are perfectly fine. Right. Not telling the story as it was, but telling the story that you want it to be. Yeah. So now you're going to tell me that this, this Jesus story is. Yeah. His Jesus story was oddly, like I said, (laughs) it doesn't, it
1: doesn't concentrate on who Jesus is and why he's important. Just the fact that he needs to be dead really bad. Yeah. Um, yep. so, I mean,
0: that is the name of the, the passion of the Christ is explicitly, right, is explicitly, this explicitly thing. about that.
1: But you would think that at some point you could get through yeah. why he was like this. And instead he's inserting these weird comic scenes with Jesus talking to Mary about building a table.
0: Yeah, that was
1: it's just weird. just like,
0: okay. Um, Not just building a table, but didn't he like invent chairs yeah. according to that movie or something? Like wild.
1: very weird. What um, is
0: happening? Yeah.
1: So... What I felt about the film, so I, I like historical movies. I like period pieces. This one felt kind of like it was all over the place to me. Like I said, that these characters, the Scots come across almost, almost badly at times. Yeah. Um. And the English come across as worse. There's not really a, a decent English person in the entire film. No. Uh, as a matter of fact,
0: I, in, it's all rapists. Right. All the way down. Like, yeah. that's... We don't see... I don't think we see a Brit, an English woman, except the ones in the crowd at the end, who yeah. are there to watch a man get disemboweled. So, not high moral character, either.
1: Right. I think that I enjoyed the performances in the film, like Sophie Marceau, who's yes. really good. Patrick McGuhan, who is yes. great. And like you said, you know, some of the others. That came along, even Brian Cox and his little brief,
0: part. yeah. Brian Cox is right, yes, yeah. There's I, really I love a man named Argyle,
1: Brendan so Gleason, you know, who we spent so much time with Mr. Mercedes. Yes, I love Brendan
0: Gleason uh, anywhere in anything for any reason. Give it to me,
1: he's really good in this, so there was and
0: his kids too. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, there were parts of it I really liked, but it's like to me, it was just very uneven, right? Yeah. I felt like there were some parts that.
0: I, that's why like, cut an hour out of this, shit.
1: right? Because a lot of it—I mean, most of it—is just fabricated, anyhow. Yeah. So you can easily change this; that the, it's shorter and it makes more sense. But um, but yeah, yeah, I um, thrilling. Um, parts of it were thrilling when it came to. You know where the characters wind up going, and these sort of scenes where you don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah. And that was that was sort of riveting. The the way that um, during the bridge battle, which had no bridge, uh, yeah, they're uh, avoiding the um, arrows of the English archers. That was really harrowing. Yes. Like, oh my God. Everyone's getting. And die. like
0: you, that's where you get that that, that view of Longshanks, mm-hmm. where he wants to send arrows in once they they're um, the two sides
1: have engaged already yeah, in the middle and, of the
0: field and that his um lieutenant uh left lieutenant, uh says you know but we'll hit our own men and he's like yeah but we'll hit theirs too well, says, we've we, got we reserves. have reserves so it's like he's completely it, he just does not these are right. not he is these are people are of no they are not people they are right. of no consequence to him and that sort of sums up his character the whole of his character yeah and so yeah that was the... and do i know th- about Longshanks? Historically, I do not, and so mm-hmm. I cannot say that I do after this. Magoon played right. him beautifully.
1: Right. He played his character beautifully. Um, but yeah, so I enjoy some of the performances and everything, but yes, like you, I am sort of I'm sort of uh, a little bit anguished at the history coming out this way, and there are people who will think that Longshanks was a murderer, the well or monster, that kind of monster. Mm-hmm. There are people who think Salieri betrayed Mozart. There, these are opinions based, on that Robert the Bruce uh, betrayed Wallace. There's going to be a lot of people coming out of this thinking things that didn't happen because it was dramatically expedient. Yeah, and you know, and again, you, that's kind of
0: bugs me. But just also, yeah, just second pass on this script. Mm. A, a um, first-time screenwriter, somebody else could have worked it over. Yeah, you could a, have gotten some other yeah, people but... especially when you get a script that is you know 157 pages long right. like we all know it's one to one right yeah. so that's too long and um, maybe I don't know a costume designer that has any concept of how tartan should even be worn in the first place or tartan? like if you're uh, gonna do worn. it do it right. Yeah. Even if it's anachronistic, at least it's right. You're both anachronistic and wrong. Like why? There, there. You were, you were in Scotland. Somebody there should have been right, able exactly. to be like, uh, yeah. this isn't right. Fuck, Brendan Gleeson should have been like, uh, this isn't right. <laughs> like it's just it's baffling. Truly baffling. All right, we've talked enough. We've talked so much about Braveheart, and it is dark in here, and I hate that. So, next week, okay. we are going to go to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, if everybody, anybody wants to watch along with us, it's on HBO Max. We are watching, and I am very trepidatious about this. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. The 1972 film, The Poseidon Adventure. And I am scared. <laughs> uh, So that's what we're talking about next week. Uh-huh. Me from beneath the bed, perhaps. Behind my clutched hands. Uh, between now and then, do you have anything you would like to recommend? Um, I
1: know we haven't really... <laughs> we haven't really um, been watching a lot of new stuff.
0: Yeah, I will say Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we finished from we talked about that a couple of times. Very good on Epics. We've started watching a show called Julia. Yeah. Which is on HBO Max about the life of Julia Child. I am enjoying it greatly.
1: Yeah.
0: It fits right up my alley. We've also started a show called Severance on Apple. We are three episodes in. It is baffling. It is interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes, but we have not seen where it goes yet. Right. And we are both excited to now watch The Batman, which has just come out on HBO Max. If you weren't aware of that and you didn't see it in the theater, the new Batman movie, DC, Robert Pattinson. Right. Supposedly really good. I'm excited to watch it. Oh, yeah, we started Moon Knight, which I'm also very much enjoying. You get to learn about Egyptian mythology mythology, which is very interesting i like all mythologies i am very interested in that so these are the things we were in the midst of but i haven't watched a movie or yeah anything. i don't think i've watched a
1: complete thing because we've been catching up with stuff
0: we had to watch this for yeah. two days with three yeah. we tried to we're it's a late record because on sunday we couldn't even watch it because internet slow yay <laughs> so hopefully that won't Come, I can. I gotta watch the Poseidon Adventure in all one go. I think. I don't. I think if we split it up, I'm. I'm not gonna be able to come back. Yeah, it
1: (sighs) hits. Um, some of your particular phobias really hard.
0: Yeah, I'm. And so uh, I'm excited about it. (laughs) I'm nervous. I'm legit nervous about it. Mm -hmm. So mm, we'll see how we go. So that's it. That's the end of the week. Next week, beside an adventure, join us. Or don't, if you're scared like me, make us do it, so you don't have to. Uh, if you have questions or comments or concerns, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com or find us on Facebook by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. Or you could find us on Twitter at latecomerspod. I would like to remind you to please take your medicine. Let me tell you, For the first time in my entire life, my thyroid levels are quote unquote normal. Mm. So taking your medicine every day totally works. There we go. (laughs) Uh, And we would like to remind you that. Better late than than never. never.